International rugby coverage on the Country Sport Breakfast is proudly brought to you by Access Solutions, elevating you and your business to a higher level. Well, rugby news of the week this week, and there's so much I'm not actually sure where to start, but we'll start with uh, New Zealand Herald rugby writer Liam Napier. Morning, Liam. Morning, BK. Uh, first off, I think we'll touch on the, the Joe Schmidt, Razor Robinson story, the All Black uh, coaching dilemma for the New Zealand Rugby Union. If Joe Schmidt does uh, put his hand up and say, I want to coach, gee, that's a bit of a, a headache for the union, isn't it? It certainly uh, put a cat amongst the pigeons, wouldn't yeah. it, in terms yeah. of that, uh, that race to, to replace Ian Foster. And that appointment, of course, is going to be made uh, by mid-April. So it's all going to come to a head basically within the next month. And as you mentioned there, Joe Schmidt, a highly credentialed candidate for sure. He, his uh, seven-year tenure with Ireland included uh, three Six Nations titles, uh, maiden home and away wins over the All Blacks. I think he uh, beat South Africa in South Africa for the first time as well. Uh, so, And, of course, he's now All Blacks assistant coach, so has a lot of internal support within that team as well from the from the senior, senior players and the like. So I guess to uh, prior to this week, we thought it was going to be a head-to-head battle between Scott Robertson and Jamie Joseph. But uh, if Joe Schmidt does indeed throw his hat in the ring, it uh, completely changes the dyna- dynamic. That's quite a CV you read out of Joe Schmitz. I mean, you could raise Robinson's CV. It really is almost solely with the Crusaders, isn't it? That's right. I guess, you know, he could, uh, Razor Robinson could not have done anything more on a, a domestic scene, six titles with the Crusaders, you know, phenomenal uh, record. But I guess that has been the one question mark over his CV, that the lack of international coaching experience and that of his prospective uh, coaching team as well. I don't necessarily see it as a, a total bad thing because, you know, he could be fresh and new and, and a guy that's mm. not necessarily going to follow the trends and be led by others. He's going to carve his own path. But he is unproven on the international stage. So for guys like uh, Joe Schmidt and, and Jamie Joseph, to, to a lesser degree with Japan, they do have that international experience. And there is a massive jump, whether it be from a player's perspective or, or a coaching uh, one uh, from Super Rugby to international. It's completely different uh, pressure, expectation. So, uh, yeah, there is a bit of an unknown when it comes to Razor on that front. be great being a fly on the wall when it comes to the job interviews for the job, eh, in, in, in what, three or four weeks from now? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a fly on the wall, that's right. And uh, it is going to be really, really interesting as well to see who uh, who makes the panel because... I can't remember who exactly was there last time, but Graham Henry was very influential. So uh, very interesting to see who the appointment, who, mm. who they're going to put on that appointment panel. The other story, uh, and it's in the New Zealand Herald today that you've written, is about, well, the cash sacrifices that New Zealand rugby players and All Blacks have to, to make to either stay here and play their rugby or perhaps go to Japan. And I believe it's around $500,000. Yeah, that's right. That's true in Enrico Awani's case, or certainly what I've, I've been told behind the scenes. And I guess that's nothing new, the, the disparity in earnings to what you know elite All Blacks can earn in New Zealand to uh, compared to Japan or in previous years, France or England and the like. Uh, in Enrico's case, it is about uh, half a million, I'm, I'm told, gross earnings. So that's before tax and and other sort of um, you know things you take off your, your, your annual earnings. But um, you know, he's a 25-year-old, 59-test All Black. You know, really at the peak of his powers, and he could make that centre jersey his own and 
you know, potentially contest a, a third World Cup in the coming years and, and become an All Black centurion. So there's a lot for him to still to achieve in the black jersey, but as we've seen with guys like Richie Mwanga and in recent times he's a twenty eight year old, you know, in a similar a very similar space, could have played for the All Blacks for a number of years to come but uh, opted to, you know, take the cash and, and set his family up. So there's a lot of things that come into the equation for these guys and, and they certainly can earn a lot more aboard. So some big decisions for Rico Awani to make. But I guess as we've seen today with Scott Barrett, he's he's sticking around. He's probably, you know, in the realm of a, a future All Black captain. You've got other guys like Will Jordan and Anton Leonard Brown and Ethan Blackhead also off contract this year. So every World Cup year these stories emerge, don't they? It's always a natural mm. sort of cycle. So very interesting to see what which way Rico Awani goes. Interesting times from the world of uh, rugby. Hey, uh, Liam, great to catch up, mate. We'll do it again soon. Cheers, BK. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.